Welcome back to Builder Funnel Radio. You're listening to The Construction Cut with Taylor Rennick. Here, you'll get the latest news in construction in 15 minutes or less. Let's dive into the show. Welcome back to The Construction Cut. I'm your host, Taylor. This week, we're reporting on recently released employment data, why the experts are still talking about home building increasing in those smaller markets, and what the construction industry is doing to combat systemic racism and even outdated stereotypes and stigmas. It is Monday, June 15th, 2020. Let's dive in. Let's start off with some encouraging news in the employment department, shall we? According to new reports, the construction industry added a whopping 464,000 jobs in May, the largest monthly increase since such numbers started tracking in 1939. This is welcome news for the industry, who shed more than 975,000 jobs since the beginning of the coronavirus pandemic. According to reports by the U.S. Bureau of Labor and Statistics, non-residential building, non-residential specialty trade contractors, and heavy and civil engineering all posted job gains in May, with non-residential construction employment adding a whopping 237 jobs. According to a spokesman for the ABC, that's the Association of Builders and Contractors, the economy is beginning its recovery sooner, and perhaps more dramatically than we expected. Anirman Batsu, the ABC's chief economist, says, quote, Combined with rising contractor confidence, as indicated by ABC's Construction Confidence Index, this will also help accelerate the recovery of state and local government finances as tax collections surge, ultimately resulting in more monies available to finance infrastructure. Batsu was quick to note, however, that the road to recovery may be an uphill one, saying, Make no mistakes, these remain treacherous times. Labor force participation has been rocked in recent months, and it may be the case that many dislocated workers, including construction workers, will remain out of the labor force for an indefinite period. There is also a presidential election later this year, which will create further uncertainty for economic decision makers, including among those who purchase construction services. Well, the Associated General Contractors of America has launched a new program to help boost inclusiveness and diversity in the construction industry. Called the Culture of Care, the program was created to help construction firms across the country create more welcoming workplace environments to boost innovation, safety, and profitability. CARE, an acronym, stands for Commit, Attract, Retain, and Empower. According to Bren Hunecki, the AGC's Director of Diversity and Inclusion, the CARE pledge asks companies to commit to hiring based on skill and experience, not ethnicity, gender, race, or sexual orientation. I'm pretty sure it's illegal to do that, but anyway, it's a good reminder. The CARE Act encourages companies to attract prospective employees by, quote, creating workplaces and cultures that are free from harassment, hazing, and bullying, to retain high-performing employees by identifying and removing barriers to advancement, and then empower every employee to promote a culture of diversity and inclusion, or a culture of care, within their companies. For more on the program and how your company can help promote inclusivity in the workplace, head on over to buildculture.org. 
There, you'll find resources and tools to help you talk with your employees, your subcontractors, everyone on the job site about the culture of care and what the expectations are for the program. You can also find human resource policies and best practices. I'm going to give you a little, well, actually a big piece of insight that most construction companies don't even realize. Nearly all of the problems you encounter in your projects and business have one thing in common, communication or lack thereof. Think about the last time a project went sideways. I'm guessing if you traced it back to its source, it had something to do with a missed or miscommunication. In fact, 72% of client unhappiness is directly attributed to poor communication during projects. Needless to say, good communication needs to be a priority in your business. And that's especially true with everything that's happening around us today. BuildBook has created a simple solution that makes communicating with your clients and team incredibly easy so nothing slips through the cracks. And as a reminder, they've also made it 100% free for you to use during this uncertain climate we're currently in. So hit pause right now and text BuildBook, one word, to 33777, and they'll send you a link to sign up. All right, let's get back to the show. When asked if there are any specific systemic issues in the construction industry that are holding back people of color from being hired or retained, the PR director at the AGC had an interesting response that I think is worth repeating to you in full. He says, quote, We've got a lot of communities that have never really been exposed to construction as a career option especially in inner-city areas. It dates back to the 60s and 70s, when the labor practices of this industry were called into question, and we're still struggling with that legacy. We see that manifested in the fact that we've got many urban school systems that don't have construction-focused programs. We don't have a good ability to reach those communities and recruit in them. We suffer from a lot of stereotypes and stigmas. An even bigger challenge is addressing gender inequality on the job site, especially in the crafts. In addition to history and culture, we've also got the challenge of how to make sure that women are not harassed on job sites, and that's something that culture of care hits right at. You've got to make sure that you're making a welcome environment, end quote. I'm happy to see that folks at the top of the industry are giving this issue some careful thought and consideration, and it's more important than ever that we champion voices of Black folks and people of color. So I hope you'll visit buildculture.org and take the CARE pledge. The link will be in the show notes for you as well. All right, well, a new report from Moody Analytics seems to confirm the idea that the COVID-19 pandemic has cemented, or if least not cemented, then intensified. A changing demographic shift that could send waves of families away from big cities like New York and LA and Chicago and into smaller cities like Durham, North Carolina, or Madison, Wisconsin, and even Builder Funnel's hometown, Colorado Springs, Colorado. Such a strong demographic shift would certainly affect the multifamily construction market, especially in those rural and less populated cities. This is according to the NEHB. And as we reported last week, the group found in their latest geography index that residential construction activity is expanding in smaller markets. The construction dive took this analysis one step further, pointing out data from the U.S. Census Bureau and how many large cities have seen a decline in population growth over the last several years. In fact, in the last year, only two cities with populations of 1 million or more saw an increase in their population by 1% or more. 
Those cities, Phoenix and San Antonio, saw more population growth than New York, Chicago, and San Jose, which all saw negative growth population in 2019. Well, nearly 6,000 students in the Houston area had the opportunity to test drive construction and design careers in the kitchen and bath industries this spring. The group of diverse students from diverse backgrounds took part in the National Kitchen and Bath Association's Bridge Year NKBA Career Tour. According to a survey, nearly half of the students expressed a high interest in going into the industry post-high school, and 90% had positive views about occupations in the kitchen and bath industry by the end of the program, showing positive signs that stigmas surrounding the industry are decreasing. Half of the students surveyed said that they were receptive to at least one skilled trade, while fewer than 25% reported feeling like they would be judged or looked down upon by their friends or family. The students were most excited about the ability to be your own boss, to help clients, and create plans and designs. Bill Darcy, who's the CEO of the NKBA, said, quote, Our industry depends on a strong pipeline of craftspeople to survive and thrive. Our national research, combined with our Bridger NKBA Career Tours experience, tells us that our data-driven approach is working to attract the new talent our industry needs. The current economic climate notwithstanding, the pipeline for skilled trades has been in decline, largely due to the elimination of shop classes and vocational training at many high schools across the U.S. At the same time, the industry has evolved to attract young people who are tech-savvy as well as more females, Darcy said. Well, that's our show this week. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you're enjoying the show, I'd love it if you gave us a five-star review and subscribe to Builder Funnel Radio on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you're listening right now. Make sure you check out our other shows like Building a Family Business and Remodel Your SEO. Bonus points for telling a friend and showing them how to subscribe. And remember to head over to buildculture.org and sign the Care Pledge. I'll see you all next week. Thank you so much for listening to The Construction Cut on Builder Funnel Radio. If you got value out of today's episode, please do one of two things for me. Share it with a friend by clicking the share button in your podcast player and then texting it or emailing it to them. Or leave us a review. This is a free podcast, so spreading the word really helps us keep Builder Funnel Radio going. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next time.